Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yeah, this is a fun one. The journey through film comic book edition continues. It's Superman 3 week, baby. Superman 3. We're completing our first trilogy of films. There will be a few on this journey. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you today. We continue the journey through film, comic book, movie edition. Like I said, it's Superman 3, and I think, I think I speak for the both of, both of us when I say this does not quite stand up to the first two films in this saga. No. No, not quite. Um, did, were they trying to? It seemed like, did, was this villain and this storyline, like, did they think it was grand and as grand as the first and second? Or like. It, it was like dollar store Lex Luthor. Yeah. You know, it was like, it was like more meticulously economical. Lex Luke, Lex Luthor, you know, at least Lex Luthor had vision, you know, he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy California's West coast and I'm going to have a a whole coast by myself. Like I get this dude's motivation. I don't even remember his fucking name, but I remember, I know I get his motivation. Uh, like, you know, I control the oil. We're good. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Felt like there was a hell of a hell of a lot of ways to go about this uh to go about this story a little bit uh a little bit better. Um however, we did have some comic book influences this uh for this one, the least of which so far. Uh you know, this is our fourth movie on the journey through comic book film. This will top off our first month in the project. Uh, but yeah, we had we had a few we had a few goodies. We had Action Comics number five hundred forty three, which is a I I mostly chose this one because it kind of uh it gives us an opportunity to see Clark kind of at odds with himself, like we see in in a few other things. But we also see uh Lana Lang in this one. Uh, and a romantic attachment to Clark felt like a nice little prerequisite for this one because you mostly know Lois Lane as as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Adventure Comics number two fifty five, which is called the Splitting of Superboy, literally divided Superman and Clark Kent from it from himself. Uh, and uh, the same goes for uh, 
Action Comics number 293. We get the same thing. We also get uh, him crushing a piece of coal into a diamond in that uh, in that book. So we got we got some some clear influences there. Uh, Adventure Comics number 340 is the introdu- introduction of Computo, the Conqueror. Uh, it's a supercomputer, comes to life, created with good intentions, turns on its master and stuff, and you you get the, you get the idea there. Yeah, you get the idea there. Gus Gorman's creation influenced by that. And then Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, uh, concludes with Lana Lang joining the, uh, joining the journalism world. Uh, so kind of, uh, another little influence on this. So that was the thing. Those were, those were it, you know, like they were very blatant influences, but they were very minor, uh, mm-hmm. overall, as far as the direction they actually decided to take this story. The most influential stuff was the splitting of Superman and Clark Kent, uh, via the red uh, in, in the comics, it's red kryptonite that does this. And this one, it's just a synthetic kryptonite that is still green. Mm. Uh, yeah, what a it, tar. Tar. Like, he, he was like, oh, fuck it. It's unknown. Might as well just be tar. You know, like. Richard Pryor, he's... man. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm not going to lie. I really do like the character Gus Gorman. I thought that was like. I was a fun addition to this movie, I, I think, because Richard Pryor is a an all time great stand up comedian and uh, kind of uh, holds up that side of the movie 100% the only good side of the villainous side of this movie is Richard Pryor as Gus as Gus Gorman and funny enough that's usually something that gets shit about this movie is his character being such a big part of it uh when he is far and away the best part of the villainous side of the story I have no doubts about that oh wow yeah Um, I didn't didn't have any feelings like that at all I was just just the villain himself yeah like I don't like he he always like uh was the reality check, you know, like yeah. in the situation. Like he was always like greed, what are you talking about? Like we you like are you sure? You know that that's or I don't know. Like he And the way they play with his morality a lot throughout the throughout the movie how he's like, yeah, you know, I can't frankly, I fucks with him embezzling money from his company. Fuck it. Yeah, do it, man. You're getting paid $143 a week after taxes. Go ahead and embezzle what you can. Uh, if you have the means. Especially when it. the boss's office looks like that. Um, yeah. That was uh, that was some imperial ass shit, right? The gray and black and white tones. No color. Just completely devoid of life. Um, yeah. It, it, was, it was a fascinating movie. Um, all in all, you know, I'm left obviously in a place where this is my least favorite of this trilogy so far. Yeah. And it sucks because I came into this like really, really trying to like it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I came into it knowing it's regarded as a big step down. And I wanted to be, I wanted to find the like, no, actually this is, <laughs> this is an underrated, like maybe this is better than Superman two, And it, it seemed like it could like throughout a good, a good portion of the a good half of the movie. It was like, okay, if they can rain this home with a good last half of the movie, maybe it really does get there. 
it really does not. It it's uh it takes quite the dive. Just I mean Superman 2 like I've always I said last week, the first half of the movie is far better than the second half. This week the first half of the movie wasn't quite as good as the first half of Superman 2 and the second half of the movie was god fucking awful compared to the second half of Superman 2. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Man. Yeah, I, I was waiting just for like something to happen for something to click where I'm like, oh, I'm, I must just be missing something here. But I'm like, I, I'm waiting for it to get more grand or something, you know, I don't know. And it just, I don't know. It was just kind of okay the whole well, it's time. because they, there are so many great villains in the Superman, in the Superman scope of things. Why are we picking this, another fucking guy with a lot of fucking money? Like, we don't need to go back into this bag. And if we're going to go back into this bag, why why not bring Gene Hackman back as Lex Luthor? You know what I'm saying? And I'm assuming, you know, Mario Puzo not being the writer of this movie. I forgot to do all that at the beginning mm. of the episode. But, uh, yeah, Superman 3. This one was uh, written by David Newman and Leslie, screen- Leslie Newman. Uh, they did the screenplay. Mario Puzo not involved in this one. And this one was just Richard Lester. You know, Superman 2, we had the, like, Oh, there's the Donner cut. No, this was all Richard Lester. This was all David and Leslie Newman. Mario Puzo and Richard Donner had nothing to do with it. Hmm. And I think therein might lie the key fault of uh, of this movie's uh, playing out, is that the, the filmmaker and the writers behind it, you don't have the guy who wrote Godfather. You don't have the guy who directed Superman 1. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really, like sad that uh what's her first name margo yeah margo kidder like was just Written not off. yeah like i was wondering why and the the top trivia thing in imdb is that like um that her she her role was cut down to 12 lines in less than five minutes of screen time and i'm like i wonder like how much screen time she had it didn't feel like a lot at all no yeah she was in yeah, the that's... she was in one of the first scenes and she was in the, one of the last scenes like and that was she was going on vacation for three weeks. Yeah, um, to Bermuda. To I thought Bermuda. like, I thought like Clark would eventually find himself down there or she was going to just lie and say she was going to Bermuda, but she was actually going to Smallville. No, nah, like, no, nah, nah. And I'm like, and no. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. Um, yep, she cool. just, uh, well, and she had a whole fucking awesome adventure down there that she got back and she was like, I knew something was up when I got kidnapped by the fucking driver. Like, uh, she had a huge story. She came like, and that's why the ending of Superman two ultimately sucks. Her not being able to remember anything is the reason they do this. You know, they wanted to introduce Lana Lang again. And frankly, I do like Lana Lang. I like that side of the story a lot. Like, mm. again, I'm left in a place where the first half of the movie is really, really good, where Clark's reconnecting with Smallville and he's, he's, uh, he's interacting with his high school sweetheart or not. His high school sweetheart, but a girl he had a crush on in high school, the prettiest girl in school, the only one who treated him right in the first movie. You remember the chick who was like, actually like, oh, I'm sorry, like, like you how you doing, Clark? What are you up to? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the only only girl who was there for him, and the dude who was an absolute dick to him, and through all that shit, ends up being an alcoholic who's uh, who can't get Lana. Um, uh, that guy. Uh, that guy. Let me show this kid how to bowl correctly gotta show him you know at his at his crucial age of six years old however old i don't know how old this yeah, is. that's a little fucking dude 
like, and like, frankly, all of it kind of blows, you know, like whenever he like goes up to him and he's like, here, let me show you how to do this, Sonny. It's like, all right, that's embarrassing. And Clark really, really means well, but that doesn't make it any better. Like as far as the embarrassment towards the kid, I think he's doing great. Well, he just guttered a ball. He's clearly not doing fantastic. And and the gutter was bad, too. Like It it was like one foot down the lane. Yes, he needs help bowling. No, he's not doing it right. There is a middle ground here. Um, Hey, but the man sneezed and absolutely demolished these pins. Yeah, that, that lane is no longer functioning. Here's my thing. I'm, That's <laughs> these movies are fun, you know, and they're, they're, they're meant to, you know, you're, you're meant to suspend belief. Mm. How are they not like, yo, let's get this kid to the fucking major leagues. You know, he just shattered 10 bowling pins. You're right. They all just kind of were like, okay. Whoa. He threw that ball really hard. <laughs> The kid went from guttering a foot into the lane to absolutely destroying the entire lane itself. That's and everyone so was just, funny. wow, you can improve. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. You just need some words of encouragement from your mom's friend. Um, yeah, see, like, my thing is that, like, I do, I, and again, I'm left in a place where I, I don't hate this movie, you know, like, I'm not like, I will obviously go back and watch Superman and Superman 2 before, and specifically Superman before I ever watch Superman 3. Uh, but I still found myself like smiling at all the right moments. I'm, I'm enjoying like, uh, I mean, Christopher Reeve has a chance to do something with the character he didn't have a chance to do in the first two movies. Uh, so that, that was like a, it was an interesting aspect of the story. I think their approach to the, uh, the red kryptonite in quotes, I'll put that because it's not, it's obviously not red. The synthetic kryptonite that they, that they introduced affects his personality, which is not something that, uh, is unbeknownst to Superman lore. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you find it in like Superman and Lois, like, and maybe it's not Superman and Lois, but like Supergirl, uh, red kryptonite affects them to be like, to be dicks, like to start, to start <laughs> fucking shit up. He's got an increased libido. Hey, this person's that person died. They didn't get the person out of the truck. The truck fell. Wait, the person was still in the truck? I think so. They were like, they were like, not much you can do now. Oh, if only you would have gotten here a minute sooner. Oh, I thought they got him out, but it was just that like the, all the materials and stuff they have to clean up. Oh, maybe that's I didn't the case. think Hopefully the dude was it. still in there. I thought. Oh, wait, I didn't know the driver. I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea. Okay. But yeah, the the way he was just like, no, I always get there in time. He's like, I always get there in time. And then he like sits on the couch and like gets like real close to her and is like, so how are you? What if we, uh, what are we, what are we going to do about this here? I love how in Superman lore, it's like, if he needs to be weak, it's a fucking green rock. If he needs to be a dick, it's a red rock. Yeah. Uh, Like, it's just, fuck it. You know, different types of kryptonite affect affect Kryptonians in different ways. Yeah. Who cares? It's the like the story that matters uh, that comes after. It doesn't matter how. Yeah, and like Superman know. and Lois, there's like an orange kryptonite that can 
give other or yellow crypto or something that can give other people powers that are not Kryptonian. Fuck it, space rock. Space you rock. Need, you do don't shit. need to explain. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, it came from Krypton. It can do Krypton shit. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and frankly, that's all I need. Uh, but yeah, you know, I I did really really like uh, Lana Lang and Clark Kent's connection throughout this movie. I thought that was really a thought it was a charming part of this movie. Um, I do really like Lana Lang, the the uh, actress who plays her, Annette O'Toole, ends up going on to portray Martha Kent in Smallville, the the show about uh, the Whoa. the young the young days of Clark Kent. So uh, she's a very prominent role in that uh, in that show. And in fact, I uh, I was I was watching this and I was like, where the fuck do I know Lana Lang from? And and eventually it clicked. I was like, holy fucking shit, she plays Clark's mom about twenty years down the line in a in a in a show. Um huh. wow. And they did that a lot in Smallville. Um Christopher Reeve even comes back in a in a very small role for an episode. He plays a professor of some sort. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's it it is really cool, but uh I, I, I do really like Lana Lang in this movie too, you know. So I was I was having a tough time deciding who my favorite character from this movie would be, because for the first time I think I can confidently say it's not Superman. Yeah. Uh, usually, usually it's like ah, I'm gonna go with someone else, even though it's probably Superman. This time I'm like, no, it's not Superman. I didn't have a great time with Superman in this movie. It's not fun to watch him be all all dickish. Um. I will say yeah. my favorite performance probably will be Christopher Reeve as Superman again because he got to do a little bit more with the character than he has in weeks past. But uh, character-wise, I was kind of split between Lana or Gus. That's Yeah, uh, that's who I was between. I think I'm going with Gus still because he, he was kind of the, the guy I was, I was like... Most intrigued by in this movie. Yeah, it's, it's who I wanted to be on screen the most. It's the storyline that I, I wanted to get back to always. And yeah. whenever it, it came up, I'm like, ah, okay, finally. Uh, yeah, um, I'm with you. I think, I think I'm going to go with Gus as well. Um, it's, it, he's just a, he's just a fun character, you know? And like, we don't get a lot of just, uh, normal folks being a, like, we start this movie with him in the unemployment line and, uh, him being like, yo, what the fuck? I've been trying and shit. Uh, it's been it's been thirty six weeks. I've been trying to get a job. I can't get a job. Uh, what do you mean? It's good. It's just done. You know. Uh, gets a job. Gets a measly paycheck. He's like, all right. You know what? I uh, I had a tough time figuring out how to flip how to flip the burgers and how to do all this. Because you remember whenever he was like, they want you to learn everything on your first fucking day. Do this. Clean this. Cook that. Um. I do, however, know how to uh, program computers and shit. Yeah, as one just does. Yeah, you know he's he's kind of a he's kind of a, a prodigy. It came so naturally to him and his little course. They were like, "Wow, I've never seen anyone do it like that." Uh, he just did it. God, he, I love he, it. It even shocked him. Like, right? He was even yeah. He shocked himself. He's like, "I I just I just did it." Well, and the fact he builds a supercomputer off screen. At Just some yeah. point. Yeah. As one as one does. You want to build a supercomputer? Fuck yeah, build a supercomputer, buddy. And it can just do 
anything. His little blueprint for it was like a bunch of different post-it notes and stuff all spread out. Sufficient enough. Yeah, it'll get it done. It'll get it done. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I think I do have to go with Gus Gorman as like my favorite character from this movie. It was, uh, oh, yeah. it's funny as fuck too. I love Richard Pryor, you know, uh, and if, if Christopher Reeve hadn't had a chance to do something new with the character for the first time, I probably end up going with Richard Pryor for the performance too. Uh, but Christopher Reeve, you know, like when he was playing a cocky asshole, it took it like, it hit me. I was like, oh man, he's not. Like it made me remember, like Christopher Reeve isn't Superman. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh, I've always just seen him as such a good, honest Superman esque guy. And whenever he started portraying him as a cocky asshole, I was like, oh, Christopher Reeve has a lot of dimensions to him. You know, yeah. like, uh, he's not just, he played that well. Yeah, he's he's not just the the quippy, you know, do gooder. Yeah, joy. Yeah, just goody goody yeah i don't know it was really cool and how like his suit was even a little darker yeah you know yeah, literally yeah. They a just little maroon and gold yeah, instead of red just made yellow. it darker fuck it if it get you know like his suit is like a mood ring for him yeah um, i love <laughs> well, that the thing that's uh the science behind Whenever he's standing there and like, uh, there's, there's like a star on his forehead and it starts shimmering. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And then Clark walked out of him and I was like, oh, <laughs> all that right. Just happened. Yeah. Because like, at least in these comics we read, it was like some sort of projector that like separated his personalities. It, it seemed like the Clark Kent that was inside him was fighting so hard to get out. That eventually he just walked out of his body. Um <laughs> which is fucking outrageous. If there <laughs> if there's any thing from these movies so far, you know, like the spinning around the earth to turn time back, fuck yeah, do that. that this cool. is the one where I start going like, ooh, I don't know. That's that's just a little it's just a little much for me. <laughs> In it and was there any, like, th there was no build-up to it either, really. It was just, like, out of nowhere, his he starts glowing, and boom, there, like... Well, he, like, drops down into the the car graveyard, and he's, like, he lets out one of his famous Christopher Reeve Superman screams. And, like, the only way I can take it is that he's having a conflicting battle within his own mind that it eventually surfaces in a physical manner. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and the, the literally killing the other Superman. Uh, mm -hmm. This was a cool, like, I'll give it to them. This was a cool fight. I was, I was very, like, I think this fight between Superman and Clark Kent was probably cooler than any action piece we had with Zod and Superman last week. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. The way it starts and the way it concludes, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little murky, but, uh, very, very, uh, I'm, I'm imagining a, uh, therapeutic and potentially, uh, traumatic experience, you know, murder, murdering yourself. Uh, Christopher say... Reed can act like he's choking very, very well. 
That man like held his breath for like 40 seconds and was just like, yeah, I'll turn purple for you. Let me get out of here. That's, that's what acting is, man. You gotta mm. put yourself on a line. I mean, like the dude at the, like, I also loved the save at the very beginning where the dude drove over the fire hydrant and it filled up his car with water. That was I was like, well, what's funny too is I watched the fire hydrant get run over and I was like, oh, that's wild. Is the water like shooting up into his car right now? And then like the car started like filling up with water and I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, that's how that works. Um, yeah. Um, at first I had, I did not see the fire hydrant whatsoever. I just saw the car getting filled with water out of nowhere. And you were like, what the fuck's going like, on here? I'm like, is Aquaman in this movie? That literally is my thought. I'm like, is Aquaman filling this random guy's car up with water right now? And what oh. a way to introduce the character. I rewind to go back, and I'm like, I need to know What's what happened. happened because yeah. nothing came of it. He saved him, and I'm like, wait, how the fuck did the water get in there? I'm like, where did Aquaman? it get there? Because like, I'm like, no way. Like, I, I thought for sure it was something, some magical way that the water got in there. Because I'm like, where the fuck did it come from? And I rewind it. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I just, I mi completely missed it the first time I watched it. And yeah, completely thought that this was a more than just Superman movie. Um, yeah, well, I, I loved, I loved this introduction to, you know, because Clark's walking by, he sees it, he runs into the photo booth, he takes off, he puts on the Superman costume, runs out. Rips off the Superman half of it, gives it to him. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. That was like, that, that's the thing. The first half of this movie is some really cool Superman stuff. It's more the second half of the movie that starts going like, uh, cause it's really once the synthetic kryptonite makes its way to Superman. That's like the dividing point in this movie for me. Mm. Uh, cause afterwards, like, I think Christopher Reeve played the split really well. I don't think it was written particularly well. I think, uh, yeah. I, do, I do like the way it like slowly eats at him and he can like bring himself out of it at the beginning. He's like, you're right. I got to go, you know? And then like he, he goes and does it, but the straightens out the leaning tower of Pisa. He's, he's affecting, affecting people all over the world. Like, uh, it gets fucking hammered was in the bar. Was that just to be a dick? Like to fix the Leaning Tower of Pisa, like, what? Like what? Why did he do that originally? Like, was it just like? I, I think, I, I think he was. Just, I don't know if it was to be a dick or to be like a, you know. I think he's like a little bit of a smartass, and he's like, oh, this building's falling. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna straighten it out. You know, like some some shit like that. But he like. Because he goes back to make it leaning again, you know? Mm. But, like, it felt like he had something personal just with, like, I don't know. It felt like, um... A slide against the Italians? I don't know. Like, and yeah, I didn't know if I was missing something. I didn't know if, like, he was doing it for some reason. I I, I don't know. Uh, I, just, I, I take it to just be like, um... He flew all the way to Italy to do that. Like, yeah, like yeah, he had all to have the had way his, there. He had dude. to have intended to do that. You don't <laughs> just accidentally fly by and be like, "Oh, I'll fix, I'll fix this," and then I'll, I'll be on my way. He was sitting at home, and he went, "I'm gonna go straighten out the Leaning Tower of Pisa." He's like, 
fuck it. And like, no way it's just to make this one vendor of selling these things mad, right? Well, that'd you know, be even like, funnier. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I didn't know if I was missing like a through line or something in this, like in the story that I just missed. Well, what, he, what sucks even worse is it, it seems like those are like handcrafted. You know, like it, it seems like he makes those. Yeah. Um. So like, every yeah, time dude. the way he's like, "Give me the broom at the end," and he just starts smashing the shit. He's like, "That shit was pretty funny." And like, um, that it's it's interesting because introducing the character Gus Gorman being played by Richard Pryor and having scenes like that, they were leaning even more into the comedy stuff than they were in Superman Two. Yeah. And sadly, it wasn't as funny as Superman 2, even though they were leaning harder into it. And I think that's their problem, is that they leaned so hard into it, they were trying so hard to be funny, that some stuff just wasn't. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it, it happens, you know? I think the only funny stuff about this movie is Richard Pryor's general uh, being. He's He's just a funny guy, and you can tell in the way he presents stuff, the way he was acting, he's... He's he's got a character on him, you know. He's 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 got a delivery the way he says things. He was he was on point, but uh, oh, yeah. other than that, it was like, eh. yeah, it was just just okay the whole time. Yeah, it was kind of like a lot. It, a lot of the times, I was like, oh, like that's just how they're going about this. Like, okay, like, um, it was just a very, I mean, enjoyable. Yeah, I'm not like hating watching the movie, but it was just right. I don't know. It was just okay, and I'm pretty I'm middle. Trying, of, it's pretty middle of the road. I uh, am trying to think of a favorite line or a shot or a scene, and I. Well, that's the thing is that know. the shot shot wise in this movie, I don't think we get a lot to work with, a lot to work with at all. Um, scene wise, I think we could. I think I could come up with something. Uh. I mean, uh, the top of the Statue of Liberty. And she's sit, she's <laughs> sitting up there, and he comes and pays her a visit, and is like, a, they get the real heavy flirtatious thing going on. Uh, Superman causes a fucking oil spill because of her. Yeah. What the yes. fuck? Hmm? What the fuck? I was like, no! He puts it back, though. He puts it back, but... How? <laughs> you know yeah he's superman he, he he blew really hard he blew really hard he can separate he can separate that so the, i mean the way that at the beginning whenever the the giant fire's happening and that stuff's heating up to a temperature that's just like oh, oh. Once that happens it'll eat through anything how about i go to the lake freeze a sh the sheet of water on top Bring that back and drop it on it instead of just going ahead and putting the fire out with my ice breath. It doesn't look as cool. And he doesn't get to lift a lake. That's fair. He, like, not many people could say they lifted a lake. I, I'd say actually no one can, can say be, that. I'd be willing to guarantee no one's ever said that. <laughs> He can now say that. I mean, he, he has indeed lifted a lake. Um, and there, there are, and that's the thing. Every time I think back to the parts I did like, it is the first 40 minutes of the movie. Uh, whenever he saves, 
Wait, how did he not know that the the ice might not have melted all the way and then just crushed the fa- He was counting on it. Because I thought he was going to throw it and then, like, laser beam with his eyes to, like, no, fast that melt. that fire was so hot, it would melt by the time it hit the ground. Oh, and that acid was seconds away. Oh, it was so blowing. close. Well, and, was and, that and the fact that they that pulled that there, through... Like, the fact that they pull that through and that's what destroys the supercomputer, I was like, oh man, y'all really did it with this one, huh? Wow. It yeah, felt I mean, like, like you, you know how you, you really like when a movie feels like a comic book come to life? This yeah. feels like one of the worst comic books you've ever read came to life. Yeah. Because you it know, is, it is so comic booky. Like, overwhelmingly comic booky it makes the same leaps in logic some comic books do and just expects you to be there with it you're right because like superman one is like a good example of something that like was a perfect adaptation and a good movie at the same time yeah this is just a it's a good adaptation but just of a bad we're not of a ba- just of a normal comic storyline. Like it's not. It doesn't feel well, it, worth it. Felt it like to make it, it felt like one of those in between comic books. You know, like whenever, like if you yeah. read consecutive comic books, there's like there's like an arc where you really like the villain and the story that's going on. Then they like they throw in a two ep- they throw in a two issue arc where you're like, okay, I could give a shit about this, and then they get back to the good shit. You know what I'm saying? This is those. This is that in between thing where it's like. Did we really need a movie of this one? You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, like of 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 every villain you could choose, and every I don't know, like just computers, you know, being in software, being kind of like the the villain, the enemy, instead of it being just like some alien. Like you could do anything with Superman, and they chose just to make it computers. And half cents in between the dollar that exist only in in the I, I don't I don't know. Well, I think it's I think it's kind of a this is nineteen eighty three, so it's very early in the general existence of computers. I think it's kind of being anti computer. Mm, fair, like I guess it, yeah. It's, People it, were that's, scared. It's trying its hardest to be like, we need humans to do these jobs. We can't rely on technology. We can't do all this. Uh, and then everyone was like, it's so much easier that way. Um, mm. You know, back in my day, we had, if you wanted this, we had invoices. We had ledgers. We had all this. Now, uh, now a computer does it all for you, and this guy can just get away with it. Uh, That's right. And then picking the number for the sweepstakes. It was eventually yes. done by a machine, and then it just goes to shit. Work. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's going, that. it's going really strong anti-computer angle. Um, and uh, it, it is what it is. You know, uh, it is funny watching this movie nearly forty years later with on a computer. We are doing this on a computer. You know, um. It's it's just hilarious to think about how far we've come technology-wise and the way that they were trying to be like, technology will be the death of man. And they're not completely wrong, but they're not completely right either. <laughs>
I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a favorite scene though. Mm. I think my favorite scene is Russ Gorman skiing down the side of a building. Uh, why not? Exactly. You know, in a movie where I'm I'm left so I don't know, man. Fuck it. Why not have that attitude towards my favorite scene? You know, because uh, this shit, I was just like, no fucking way. The fact that he falls a good 70 stories and lands on glass and just stops. It was perfect. It was perfect. That's exactly what I want from a movie. I really thought. Remember he fell off? I'm like, is that really how they kill off this character? Yeah, no shit. They're like on the side of a building. They were talking about ways to get rid of him, like we can't keep him alive. And then he just falls off. And I'm like, wait a minute. No way. Like, no way they killed off kill off the character. And then he lands, and I'm just like, oh, that's just that's even better. That like it's brutal. Oh. Hmm. Man, that's a good scene. Mine might be him drinking. Ah, having yes, that, man. uh. Flicking the almonds. The all around the world. Mmm. No, Gus drinking. Oh. With the, the high school yes. alcoholic. Um, getting him drunk just to pass out. That's a good, that was a fun um, one too. I'm thinking more about it. And like, if I'm being like 100% real with myself. Like, my favorite actual Superman scene is probably back at the high school reunion. Clark Kent and Lana Lang lock eyes from across the room, down the drinks while the rhythms boom. Take the hands and skip the names. No need here for the silly games. Whoa! What's happening right now? <laughs> I don't recognize these lyrics, unless you just came up with that on your own. That's... No, they were they were jizzing my pants again by a Oh, line. that's just even better. God Lock damn. eyes from across the room. Down my drink while the rhythms boom. Take your hand and just skip the names. No need here for silly in such games. a normal way. It it, it, it sounded like a legitimate song that sounded good. Like I thought it was like from a good legitimate song. And then Whisper it's in my ear that you want some more and I jizz in my pants. Perfectly normal, nothing wrong with me, but we're going to need clean up on aisle three. Wow. Now I'm posed in an awkward stance because I jizzed in my pants. Trying to think of a favorite shot, though. You know, I put Superman lifting the lake. Um, pretty strong. Just because that was pretty cool. Um, and, and the lake was still there. Um, I, yeah, he only, I, he only melted like, or he only froze like the top layer of the lake. I, I thought he would take the whole thing and that they would at least try to be like, oh, look at it. It's all dried up, you know, but it was like, no, the lake, it, it's still the full lake. Like they didn't even try to like show that it went down, down at all. It at all. Any, yeah, no, no, it just, uh, it stayed right there. Um, <laughs> well, you know, if he takes the whole lake, then maybe the thing that you said earlier would become a problem. Like the whole lake drops on the building. It's fucked. You know, take the top layer of the lake and maybe Fair. we'll be okay. Fair. He, he he thought of all of this. This is instinctual to a Kryptonian. It's to us would, you know, okay. that makes sense. 
Make I'm I'm gonna go classic with it for my favorite shot. Okay. After Clark kills Superman and he's back and he stands up and he shows the S and it's back, it's full bright colors. And it's it's just that, you know, uh, because there wasn't anything in this movie that uh, even came close to feeling artful. Uh, yeah, no, it mm -mm. there was no it was just he, we're filming what's happening there. Here you go. Like there was nothing that was set up beautifully. There was nothing like, I, yeah, I, it was just very OK. The, like, I don't know if th that's the word I'm coming back to is just okay. Just okay. I can't, I, I just can't take it all that seriously. And I don't think it, I don't think its goal is to be taken seriously necessarily. You know, like, uh, I, I really don't. I think good it's. With the first one and the second one, they were like, they did well, but they knew they didn't hit quite as well to, as the first one. And then they were like, well, let's just go further down the rabbit hole. You know, it's kind of... It, Peter Cottontail hopping down the and, bunny trail. And this was planned, like, alongside Superman 2. Well... This was part, like, right? Or I guess... They no. knew they were going to do a Superman 3, but it was Superman 1 and 2 that were prepared together, side by side. Okay. That um, makes more sense. It makes a lot more sense. Uh, it's... it. I'd be willing to bet that because David and Leslie Newman were co-writers with Mario Puzo on the second movie. I'd be willing to bet they had an idea for what they wanted to do with the third movie and involved Clark going back to Smallville and finding Lana Lang and stuff. So they went, and this is what we're going to do at the end. We're going to wipe Lois's mind. She doesn't remember everything that just happened with Superman. And then that's going to be that. Uh, I also loved the part at the beginning of the movie whenever he holds up his old high school, his high school sweater with the S on it and they see him with the S on his chest and are like, huh, you look vaguely familiar with an S on your chest. But before that S, I could not have, I would I never have thought it. But so now that you hold S, that there. Smallville. Yeah. Hmm. And you're roughly the same height and build as, as Superman too. It, it is really strange. Yeah, this is odd. Um, but uh, uh, another, like, I'm just going to go ahead and pick out the parts I did like because we've been mm. focusing on a lot of the goofy stuff. I did love at the end when he flew away with Gus Gorman and Gus Gorman's decision at the end to go like, I can't, I can't stand by and let this happen to Superman. He ultimately, he was never fully on board with it. You know, he was under threat of, you know, jail time and stuff. So he did what he needed to do to stay out of jail, but ultimately he couldn't let it, uh, couldn't let it happen. He shuts down the supercomputer. Oh wait, the super the the supercomputer's powering itself. It wants to stay alive. It wants to stay alive. It's taking power from everywhere in the world. Um, yeah, these things happen. But once once all that's done, and he's flying away with with Gus Gorman, he sets him down at the coal mine, and is like a. He's got a job here, you know, like, uh, I think you, you couldn't find someone better than Gus for this job. And he's like, wow, thank you, Superman. Thank you so much. And then, uh, he flies away and they're like, uh, well, you got some pretty good references. You're good to go if you want it. He's like, 
I don't think this one's for me, but uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and find a <laughs> go ahead and find the nearest nearest place that I can get away from here, and uh, I'll be good. And he's like, "All right, nine or ten miles that way." Um, I I loved that like he got sat down, he had a job, he was good to go, and uh, as soon as Superman leaves, he's like, "Yeah, I don't think this one's exactly for me. Um, I'm good today." And didn't the super like? The one girl, was it? I forget, I don't know who that was. Like the assistant of the of the boss, or maybe it was like a sister. His sister, sister of sister? Webster. Yeah. Okay. So it was a sister. Yeah. Got created into a super computer, like into yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, basically. Yes, um, indeed. That was just you know amazing. Like so many things near the end were just like. This is happening now. Like, wow. And it, I don't know. Like, I mean, that, maybe that's my favorite shot. Is just her, like, being create, Like, her, I don't like, know. Opening like, her eyes, and they're, like, milky white, and she's she's a robot now. Uh, I'll stick with I'll stick with the lake. I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty good. Good choice. Good, choice. good Superman moment. But, yeah, I don't know about a line, though. Yeah, line-wise, I think, uh, I think I'm struggling for that. I don't know, man. Uh, um... I'd have to hit up the quotes on IMDb. That's what I'm doing right that. now because I can't remember shit. Oh yeah, whenever Ross was like, "I asked you to kill Superman, and you're telling me you couldn't even do that one simple thing." That one, and then just throws the phone on the ground. Yeah, killing Superman—that's the one simple thing that you had to hire out to do. In that one little pesky country of Colombia. Oh, like why? Two, why it has, it has two exports, and one of them is coffee. That's that's the illusion they make to to that's how they refer to Colombia. I was like, okay, a native wedding, like Colombia is some fucking backwater. Like, yeah, what? yeah, a lot of a lot of that in this movie. A it was rough. It was a little rough there um, on that side of things. It was it was a little rough on that side of thing. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe my favorite line is a Gus Gorman one. They're all getting prepared to do the, like, uh, their little fly through the canyon with the air balloon and the the baskets underneath, their little bicycle type mm. things. Um, and he goes, I just don't believe a man can fly. Uh, because that was part of the promotion for Superman 1 is you'll believe a man can fly. That was pretty cool. He was like, I just don't believe a man can fly. I, I like I liked that line a lot, but uh still looking here. Hey man, that's his last name. He likes to be called Superman. That was pretty good. Uh there, there were a few moments in the, it, it you know, it's like the comedy where um it's bad good. Like it's it's not it's not great comedy, but it's like in this context, you're like, in the delivery, uh, in the moment, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, they, they did comic a, bookie, it's corny, they did a, it's... a clever thing, you know, they yeah. did a little clever thing, and I, I don't know, you give it, but a little bit of those, just, just okay comedy, it's just okay, and it's sadly what the focus of the movie, kind of, or more of a focus, and yeah, was, they, they definitely key in on it. <laughs> Gus Gorman adding 
tar to the kryptonite. Yeah. And what the hell? That. He ain't he ain't gonna smoke it. <laughs> Whenever he pulls up to the pulls up to the the building where that the alcoholic guy from high school is uh is security guarding and he affects like his what sorry to bother you would refer to as his white voice. Mm. And he's like, I'm sorry, sir, I uh I just needed a little help. That shit was uh that shit was funny. That was a good scene. Oh that yeah. I that is my favorite scene from like that. I guess not if you can count that moment, but just like whenever he gets inside and he's like or shows him what's in the briefcase and then they have their little sit down. What a cool little uh idea though for drinking. Kind of have like drinks across the world, it looked like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was a good idea. But um and yeah this it was a it was a movie it was a movie indeed um it was a movie i can say that much sure, i can't i'll put can what the confidently. hell he's not gonna smoke it he ain't gonna smoke at all that's what that's what you're gonna sure yeah I, i'm just i you're like i can't find one i'll just do this i get it i get it um But yeah, how would you rank the first four movies we've covered in our comic book movie journey through film, starting with Batman 66, Superman, Superman 2, and now Superman 3? Overall? Just completely. Like Here, here's, how, here's how I'll put it. If you're going to go back and watch a movie... Like this is like a rewatchability sort of rating. Like if you're on any given casual day, in order, which are you most likely to revisit? Superman one, yeah, is number one without a doubt for sure. Superman two is probably number two, and then Batman sixty six, yeah, I'd say is three confidently over Superman three. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, Superman one two. And then Batman and then Superman three for me. I'm I'm right there with you. And that was kind of the idea for me was like in terms of enjoyment, do I like Batman sixty six more than I like Superman three? And I the question came to me for would I which would I rather watch on any given day? And I think I'd rather watch Batman sixty six. Yeah. I would. I mean, the gap between Super, like, 1 and 2, like, the, Superman 1 is 1 by far. Yeah, it's it, not like, close. It's, it's the best movie on this list, and the other three are close to each other. Um, oh, no kidding. See, what I've got is Superman 1, Gap, Superman 2, Gap, Batman 66, That's Superman fair. 3. The gap between Superman 2 and the other ones is smaller. Than not the gap as big, yes. Yeah. Um. But, I tend to agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely go back to Batman before I would this movie. Um, if I'm just picking up a movie, I'd, I'd have to. I think this movie, I would just have to have watched Superman one and two beforehand, and then I would just be like, "All right, I'll continue." Let's on just go ahead and get, watch Superman three. Um, yeah. No, I get you there. I think, uh, I think I'm in the same boat. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't seek this out necessarily. Uh, but I am excited to see what they do with Superman 4. Uh, I wonder if we take another step up or if we just continue down the rabbit hole. 
Um, and I hope not. I'm hoping I'm hoping we get another step up. Superman for the quest for peace is what that's called. Um, very, very excited for that one. But we will have a couple stops in between because uh, next week we're taking our first. Uh, first stop with a, a woman lead already. Supergirl next week. Very excited about that. But uh, in the meantime, shall we throw a rating at this bad boy? I think we shall. Oh yeah. All right. So we got four ratings. We take the average of these four ratings and we go and that goes ahead and be our ultimate rating for the uh movie. We got enjoyment, it's completely subjective, how much you're liking it, how much you're digging it. Uh you you rate that out of ten. Genre, this is gonna be that uh action action sci fi comedy. And yeah. we'll see how it does there. Um, adaptation. That's just how well it ad- adapts the stories from comic books onto screen, how well it uh, adapts the characters were provided. And then um, critical rating. And that's just all things considered. Filmmaking, writing, acting, all of the above things coming together there to form that rating. And we take the, the average of those and it becomes our overall rating for the movie. And we'll start with enjoyment. Where are you sitting with Superman 3? Kind of just, it's around middle of the road. Um, it's somewhere around a 5, 6-ish. And, like, Batman was a 5. And I don't know if, I mean, it, 5 might be the ceiling, actually. I think it is. I think five's um, the ceiling for this movie, as far as enjoyment is concerned, out of 10. Um, I I I find myself I like the overall story and movie that unfolds before me in Batman 66 more. However, I do think I'd prefer to watch Christopher Reeve as Superman and I'd prefer to have Gus Gorman involved and like there are, there are elements of this movie I prefer to that movie. The villain side of the game, fuck no. Uh, Batman 66 has that on lock. We got a lot of classic antagonists in that. Um, and you know what? The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, no, I don't enjoy this movie as much as Batman 66. I don't know if it's a full point down. Do we go as low as a four? That seems harsh. I was going to say, I was thinking more but more in the four five four seven five range. That's a... Is four seven five too small of a bump down? I think like you you want the full half because I mean it's like the whole villain side of the story is yeah. just kind of weak, right? Like I yeah I think it's I think four and a half is fair. I'm with you there. I'm with you. Eesh. So it's, it's a rough one. It's the worst it's hard to do. Yeah. enjoyment wise. Hard uh, to do. Hard to do, and that's kind of what I'm looking forward to about this project, is that we are going to watch movies that we're not as big a fan of as we are some others. Um, and, you know, we're getting it all. We're getting all the superhero movies. We're going to run into ones we just don't like. Um, and I have the feeling 4.5 will not be the lowest stop <laughs> as far as enjoyment. So, like, we've got we've got a hell of a time ahead of us, but... Uh... <laughs> That'll be interesting. 
to, yeah, to see what, what the lowest superhero like worst. what's the worst yeah like it, the best we already kind of have a a, a semi good idea of or That's, at least some that are up in there but like but the absolute worst one that's what's most exciting about this project is that we're going to get all of it the best of the best and the absolute worst of the yes. worst yes. um but uh, genre wise in that action sci-fi comedy uh obviously not as good for me as the last two movies either um Mm-mm. Yeah. I think I do end up falling somewhere in the five to six range again. Yeah, and maybe gave, five. Yeah, we gave a seven for the last one. And, yeah, I mean, it. the last one did do a lot better. It might, yeah. It's like it's like a five or a five-five. All right, then I say we go five straight up. Just right down the middle. Because yeah. the comedy is not great. Uh, it had a cool action sequence. Some of the sci-fi elements are there. But uh, it's just, it's just okay. It's just okay. Um, Adaptation-wise, this one, it does, it does pretty good. It does not do as good as Superman 2, though. I wouldn't say. Uh, because, I don't know, I'm not familiar with Ross Webster comic book-wise. I don't think that is a comic book character. Gus Gorman is a movie original character. Uh, the only characters we're really adapting are Superman, Lana Lang, Lois in the few scenes she's in, Jimmy Olsen in the scenes he's in, mm-hmm. and Perry White in the scenes that he's in. And oh, I want to put a little respect on Jimmy Olsen, too. Forgot to mention him. He kind of rocked, too. I loved him in this movie. Him trying to climb up the ladder and get the shots of the get the shots of the fire. Yeah. He falls in, breaks his leg and stuff. Like, yeah, Jimmy Olsen's a real one. I like Jimmy. Uh, the way he's like talking Clark's ear off on the bus, so he can barely take it. He's like, "Yeah, Jimmy, yeah." Uh, so, mm-hmm. like, I think they, I do think they nail the adaptation for Lois, Perry, Jimmy. They, they even get the red kryptonite stuff for Superman on pretty on point. I mean, pretty big change. It's not red kryptonite; it is a synthetic kryptonite. Um, Lana, they kind of, they kind of nail Lana as well. Um. But as far as, like, movie original villains and the villains not being good, if you're going to make a movie original villain, you better come to play. Yeah. And this just didn't. Uh, I find myself somewhere in the 6.5, six, six you know? Probably 6. Probably a full step down from the from the last one. I At least the like last it. one had Zod and stuff. I feel like it's a step. And yeah, it dealt with the same stuff in the same vein, at least, you know, with like, no, I mean, it was, no, the last one was very, it was adapted well, not as good as the first. First was like, because the villains, again, they took a lot of liberties with Zod and like Ursa is a movie original. Nan was a movie original. Like the only one that they really adapted from comics was Zod. Um, And even Zod was quite, not completely different, but a little bit different than he was in the comics. Uh, if you're making movie original characters, they've got a they got a fucking bang like Ursa did last last week in Superman two. I love Ursa's character a hell of a lot more than I like uh than I like fucking Ross Webster. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, it was just a, a very interesting choice to go with. I mean, I guess they were trying to to be more woke for the eight. You know, in the eight, like this was kind of more of like to to poke at real world stuff, which you know I guess makes sense. But um, and they completely fucking failed at it too. Yeah, um, like you could do the same thing with Lex Luthor. One hundred percent. Like you could make him like have say all the same thing. Like I don't know. But, yeah, no, I, I think a six is fair here, though. I think it is a, a full step down from the last movie. All right, all right. And then, critical rating. How are we feeling about this? I think it's a, I think, again, we're a substantial step down from the first one. Yeah. Uh, another step down from Superman 2. Again, I find myself more comparing with Batman 66. Now. Batman 66 was obviously made in a different time for different reasons. Uh, feels a little bit more like a TV movie. Mm. Um, and therein, I do think this one was more cinematic. It is, it would be semi a spectacle to see, you know. Uh, I think the writing, shit, the writing might not even be as good as it is in fucking Batman 66, frankly. Um, I think it's kind of just. In between Batman 66 and Superman 2. Um, kind of just right in between there. Over Find like overall about of the a, film. About like a 4-5? Four, four and a half, I think. Yeah, four and a half would be because... Well, it, it, let me, let Bat, me spit this at you then. If five is average... Do you find yourself at just below average with this movie? Actually, No. I find myself at more like a four, I think, where I'm not good, you know? Like, uh, if we're taking a step down from average, this is below average. Yeah. Is it a three, five? Or is it a four? I, I, I go four. I go four. Uh, three, five, I feel like we're going to find some that, that find their way in between in that gap a little bit more. Uh, Batman beat it out. Uh, Superman three four eight eight average. Batman was a five two five. So that's a Superman three comes to a forty nine percent on the old this tomato meter. Little under half, which makes sense. And uh, Batman sixty six came to a fifty three percent on the old tomato meter. So now let's let's take a look at how those compare to the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. I've got the IMDb here. If you want to head to Rotten Tomatoes. We've got it at 4.9 basically. On IMDb it's listed at a 5 out of 10. So we're we're pretty on par with the uh with the IMDb stuff so far, I think. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Critically they give it a 30%. Ooh. Um and the audience gives it a 23. Oh, that's um, bad, bad. Wow. Um yeah. <laughs> so we're pretty loving still over here, I guess. Um as it as it goes to Rotten Tomatoes, but Yeah, shit man, I don't know. We found it we found it to like I'm looking at it compared to the Batman sixty six thing and we got it lower on enjoyment, lower in genre, lower in adaptation. The only place it's better is film and it's by a point. Yeah. 
I think it makes. I mean, that makes sense, though. Yeah, it makes sense in my head. Where it was, just kind of was okay. That's it. I mean, it was just an all right movie. Yeah, very average. Just a little below. Below point point one below. I don't know. Are we too loving with this movie? I don't like. Okay, let's see. Enjoyment? The only place I'm questioning it is is film. I think we got the others right. You think it's too high? Like, and I can't confidently say it's worse made than Batman. So, like, the lowest I could go at bare minimum is 325. Let's see. If it's a 3.5, it averages out to a, a 4.75. It, you know, so it doesn't really... Nah, then I said just leave it at a fucking 4. I feel fine about it. Like, uh... I don't I was know. just like... I mean... They, they didn't do a good job making the movie, though. Like, it wasn't good. Like, it, was not, it was not good. It actually wasn't good. Like... Maybe. Is it wor- is it worse than below average? <laughs> like like I think three and a half is more fair. Okay, like, okay. I can I, I'm I'm perfectly cool with that. Because like would you go as far as to label this movie straight up bad? I wouldn't call it good. See now that's that's an important distinction. Not good means you're not you're not willing to go all the way to bad. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 just missing something so small to get it there though is what it feels. Like it feels like it has the bones to be good, but they just didn't execute well. No. I think and... if this movie is just better written, you can keep a lot of the same elements. You can keep the same villain, and and maybe it goes just fine, you know. Uh, mm. But it's just it's just not well written. There's zero zero artistic touch in this movie. It's very very just plain. Most of the time, boring to look at. The only thing that's saving this movie for me is Christopher Reeve, is Richard Pryor. Like the performances do do anchor it. Um, Annette O'Toole is fantastic as Lana as well. So, like, uh, hey man, if you're cool with a three five, I'm cool with a three five. But uh, I think I am. All right, so that actually gives it a forty eight percent instead of a forty nine percent on the old tomato meter. It's a big big difference. Big change. It's a big, big jump. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not a terrible adaptation, but it's definitely not great. Um, not a great action sci-fi comedy. Just, just all in all, very, very mediocre movie. Um, yeah. Hopefully, the fourth one's better. I sure hope it's another step up. I would love that. I would love if it's a step this one, up. It's it's it seems cooler. The Man of Steel crusades for nuclear disarmament. He wants to rid Earth of all nukes. Um, timely, timely. 
it is that came out in 87 we're talking some high tensions amidst that time some great distrust he meets lex luther's latest creation nuclear man hey nuclear man was a it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun one because Nuclear Man was actually the villain in one of the comic books I sent, uh, for for Superman three. Really? Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is this is the only one I couldn't read before, and so Paul, I miss Nuclear Man already. That's deep. That's I'll all right. Back. It's it's him. not uh he's not the most. He's not the most. Does he just want to nuke everything? Is that his thing? What is it? Uh, he is, is he is literally imbued with the power of a nuclear bomb. He can and just he, boom. Yeah, if he's outside of his costume, he can just like shoot like nuclear rays out of his hand. That's sick. Very scary though, actually. Uh very wow. scary. And I'm just gonna go I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but I can tell you the IMDB rating is lower. Then Superman 3? Then Superman 3. So, we'll see. We'll see. Uh-oh. Um, oh, man, this sto- this one's going to be a story by Christopher Reeve, a uh, story by Mark Rosenthal and Lawrence Connor, screenplay by Lawrence Connor and Mark Rosenthal. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But, uh... Uh-oh. Uh, I... I'm hoping I'm hoping I disagree. You know, that's that's what that's what I'm hoping for is that I'm like actually I like that movie more than Super because I tell you what coming up in February we've got we got 3 movies in February. That's it. Or no, we should have 4. We should have 4 movies in February. Um February 3rd, February 10th, February 17th, and February 24th should be the uh, should be the next one. So that's going to be a big edit you got to make down the whole the whole shitteroo. But uh, you can just copy it and put it down one, you know? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So. February, what we've got coming up is next week, Supergirl. In two weeks, Howard the Duck. In three weeks, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. And then to top off February, we're getting more modern with it, Batman 1989. And that's really when we start getting into the era of comic book movies that is typically revered and remembered in a very positive light. So, uh, I know. I know I'm ready for that. Um, yeah, and then March. I mean, we're going to be dominated by Batman movies in March. It's nothing but Batman movies in March, baby. That's fucking fun. Uh, yeah, we got a good Superman stretch, but now we'll get into we're get, we're getting into Batman, some other shit. Then, getting I into mean, some other shit. We got Supergirl, Marvel. Like it's like Marvel with breaks of DC. Like yeah, um, it's kind of what it is. But I. Okay with it. All ready yeah. for it. We're uh we're 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 gonna get to a really fun fun we're getting to some really fun shit and next week is Supergirl. So I'm very excited for that. If you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloompod where you'll find over fifty hours of exclusive content, a bunch of comic book reviews, book reviews, 
anything I'm watching at the big screen on in the movie theater, I'm reviewing over there if it's not on the podcast. Follow along with me and Joe on whatever fucking show we're covering right now. We're we're covering something. Uh, again, patreon.com slash pennybloompod. Three bucks a month. Huge help. Please do it. Head to Twitter. Follow at pennybloompod. Follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you're uh, wherever you're listening. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And I just don't believe that a man can fly. <laughs>